And we are coming down in three, two, one. Welcome to Getting Sports with a Drunk. Rattle Red Baron here, joined by... The Masters Massey. That's right. Just us two. Uh, others to join at some point, or or not. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> you, you and I have this thing where we do shows on our own, and it ends up usually being pretty good. We had we a good dynamic. I, I, I like it. We do. I mean, It we, actually ends up working out. Even, I think we've done solo shows, just the two of us, more than any other solo show on this show. I, I think so. And it's funny too, even like going into like before we start recording, there's always like something interesting we're talking about. We, you know, uh, we don't want to spoil anything, but Massey and I, we're actually going to go in and uh, put a little money aside and we're going to open a, a Papa John's franchise. Yeah. We're starting this right now. So uh, where should we open it? Somewhere inconvenient. Like how inconvenient? Are we talking another state inconvenient? No. So I, I, we're going to stay in C2. Like, should, we, should we open it at Maple? Like at the disc golf course, dude, we'd make so much money on food. And you know, it, it would be like such like uh, because that area, it, it's not like totally in the sticks, but it's definitely not ready for a Papa John's. No, but if you cater just to the disc golfers and you close down the restaurant like during winter time, or like set different hours or something like that, you yeah. make so much money. Right, so we'll table the location for now. I, I, I you kind of got me on board for the the Maple Hill thing, but All I guess right. as a secondary, somewhere closer to our home, we'll have to kind of, you know, figure something out. What what inconvenient Perfect. town? We'll put it right next to Luffberry. We'll put it in the fucking parking lot. <laughs> so you're really narrowing in just disco voices. <laughs> I like where your head's at. <laughs> Well, um, listen, if we go play, I want to walk out and get myself a couple slices. That'd be like super convenient. I, I would hate to start off that way. You know, like I have a no, slice no, no. of pizza. You can't start with the slice. You have to finish. Yeah. I mean, like you go and you know what's waiting for you at the end of the golden or the yellow brick road. Yeah. I, I, I'm into that. That's it's, it's a good, good payoff after a, a day of, you know, pretty, uh, whatever disc golf play and varying weather conditions. At like okay. my gym. <laughs> my gym is in Glastonbury. It's in the back of a parking lot. There's only two things in this parking lot. There's the gym all the way at the back, and then on the way out to the light to turn out, there's the Chili's. <laughs> the only two things that are right there. It's the gym and a Chili's. Get done exercising, like, you know what? I could go for some uh some honey chipotle crispers. Mm. Three for me, huh? <laughs> Big mouth bites, all right. You know, I'm kind of hungry working up an appetite here. Let me order some to go while I'm on the treadmill cooling off <laughs> or cooling down. Uh, I laugh. I've done that twice. Uh, listen, I I'll <laughs> laugh at you, but deep down, I know I'd be the same exact way. Oh, 100%. There's not a single person who goes to that gym that hasn't done that. 
And I, I, I laugh too, because like, you know, uh, we, we exercise here at the house, you know, fairly regularly. And like, we do ourselves no, no help. Have like, had like a nachos like last night, like a keeping, keeping like ground beef, cheese, queso, sour creams. Like, yeah, we just undid all of this work. Uh, yeah, but the baby wanted nachos. What are you going to do? Yeah, listen, we, we got to, gotta, the baby calls the shots. Absolutely. Um, All right, well, enough ridiculous. What are you drinking tonight? <laughs> so I'm continuing on uh, from the Ritter Collection. Uh, I got uh, a few of those um, pre-made cocktails. And this one, this would have gotten a, a lot of laughs, and I think you'll laugh at this. Uh, not, not a very manly drink, but I actually have here a Cosmopolitan. You know what? I'm in. Don't even care. Uh, so I, I, I guarantee you, I got a more ridiculous drink. All right, let's hear it. I'm drinking... Tis the season. I'm drinking Hood brand eggnog. Hey, listen, if you're going to have eggnog, especially this time of year, that's the brand to do it with. Spiked with a little bit of rum. There you go. That 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 is where we live. Unless you're going to a, like a special, like this place is a small batch, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Hood eggnog is the eggnog of New England. Yes, 100%. Well, look at you leaning into the holiday season. I like that. You know, every single year, I only ever get one carton of it, and I get it usually mid-December. Mm-hmm. I won't ever get it again, and I'll drink it if it's offered to me, but I get one, and I usually kill it in two days. Wow. I mean, I guess that's, I mean, you figure what? Like, you get, how, how many, how big are these cups that you're usually pouring? Eight ounces. All right. So that's, that's reasonable. So I, I limited myself a little bit this year. I didn't get the I didn't get the big mm-hmm. card. I got the I got the small card this year. And too, I think you know if you're if you're spiking it, you know, primarily that that kind of, I, I, it's always funny to me. Like uh, if I I'm kind of the same way as you. Like if I'm gonna have eggnog, uh, I'm not I'm having a kind of in this window of time. And even like even after Christmas, if there's a little left of it, I, I won't say no. Uh, mm-hmm. But I would say that there's less. Straight eggnog drinking than than spiked eggnog drinking for oh, myself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my grandfather used to do the thing. He used to spike it with limoncello. It used to be really fucking good. Never had that. That does sound good. Would recommend. Very good. I've only. Uh, I don't even know what the like the is that like the primary thing to do or like what like limoncello or is it like. Is, is rum like no. the, the, nor- the normal mixer or? For, for eggnog? Yeah. Generally rum. Okay. Um, but he would do limoncello or a little bit of almond liqueur. And mm-mm-mm. tell you what. Well, that's good to know. Actually, I have some uh, amaretto that's kind of just been hanging around. Maybe I'll, I'll work that into my upcoming weekend. Would be a prime suggestion for you. Well, I got the Cosmo. Uh, Master's got the eggnog. We're really rolling heavy here. <laughs> Listen, you know what? We're old. We can't drink like we used to. <laughs> hey, speak for yourself. I, I live for the hangovers. God bless you, because you wake up earlier than I do. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm off this week, so I may, I may lean into it a little bit tonight. We'll, we'll see how Atta it goes. Uh, boy. But we, we have our, our, um, our drinks. Uh, any toasts of excellence? You know, I was sitting on one, and it was an NBA one, and I'm trying to remember what it was. 
and it's not coming to me. I'm going to see if I can find it again real quick. Why don't you do yours real quick? So I'll give mine. Um, actually, I saw this today, and I just I found it so ridiculous that I figured I would uh, highlight it. Um, everyone in the world knows. I mean, there's been much to do uh, about this offensive offsides from the Kansas City Buffalo game. Oh my god! And um, they're on ESPN's morning show, which is called ESPN Get Up. I think it's called. Um, mm-hmm. It and it, it featured the panel of Mike Greenberg, uh, Rex Ryan, and uh, Ryan Clark. Oh, and, don't tell me the Rex Ryan thing. Uh, have you? Have, did you see this? I saw this literally an hour ago. Oh, that's kind of what inspired me. Uh, God, and, so stupid. And I love it because you know uh, Rex Ryan. He's he's a character of football. He's a character of sports, and it, it, I think it's good for. I mean just good for sports in general to have these characters, especially broadcasters. And um, it's kind of been well-documented that uh, uh, Rex Ryan definitely has a foot fetish. So coming off the the Kansas City uh, offensive uh, offsides, uh, Rex Ryan said something to the uh, effect of, you know, you know, uh, you know me, I love toes, but I didn't love that toe. And I just found that so ridiculous, so funny to be said. stupid. Said on national television, essentially first thing in the morning, it, it just it, it really got me. Oh yeah, unprompted. It's it just like we we live in the greatest era. That's that's all it is. It's terrible. <laughs> um, I don't know if you've seen this, but uh, at a Suns game this week, I think it was Saturday, maybe Saturday. Um, have you heard about Steve Kerr complaining about the Suns Arena? No. So. When they play music in uh, Phoenix, he complained that it was, like, uh, way too, like, clubby or, like, techno or too heavy in the bass or some shit like that. (laughs) So, they had a DJ in there, and I think he did this at halftime, but he sampled Kerr's, like, uh, defamation against the music that's played in the Suns Arena. Mm Mm-hmm. And played that in his song during halftime. That is the ultimate flex. That is hilarious. Oh, yeah. That's just like, fuck you, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Here, I'm going to see if I can uh, yeah. send this find, to you. Yeah, find that clip. You know, I always did find it really weird in yeah. basketball that, hey, we're playing a game. And then there's just like music playing like as as we're playing. It's I don't know. It's just like imagine like during a football game and like you're you're trying to like you know, you get the get the the players, in, you know, in a two minute drill, and then like like party rock anthem is just like playing in the background. Like, that's like awesome. <laughs> it, would, it would just be so ridiculous. I, and to my knowledge, that's the only sport that does that. Like, there's like random sound effects and music playing, like while an NBA game is going on. That's not true. NFL games do that too. Like while like I guess like like, like during like snaps. Maybe not during snaps, but definitely like in the in between. Well, like when I'll, they line up, I'll grant you that because you know they'll like they'll, they'll, it's third down or whatever that yep. that type of shit like that. Yeah, but like if you watch a basketball game, like someone's just like like the point guards, you know, dribbling down the court, kind of getting they're getting set to run a play or whatever, and there's just like music playing, like and it's not like very long. It's like a, like a few seconds of a song here yep. and there, and then it'll drop off. It's still very fun. Uh, but yeah, there there is no other sport that does that. It's it's quite... Uh, but I guess if you like 
grow up with it you're used to it i don't know that that is yeah i mean necessarily an argument i haven't watched enough college games to know if they do it in that too i don't know if they have if they have the same like licensing that allows them to do that i don't know but that's great i gotta i'll when we get off air, I'll, I'll watch that. That, that. that is awesome. And I'm not like a huge like Steve Kerr fan. I don't I don't dislike him, but I'm just kind of indifferent. So that, that, mm-hmm. that's great. He seems like an interesting dude. You know, especially going back to his playing days. But he's he's had some misses as much as he's had some hits. And too, like, I thought I'm the wrong guy to be speaking on it. Like, uh, but... I think he kind of fell into like that, that, that team in Golden State was basically homegrown for the most part, but I don't think he wasn't doing a lot of the drafting. I think he kind of fell into that role. I think. Oh, absolutely. He did. Um, but you know what? He kept it together and made a dynasty yeah. out of it. No, I mean all the credit. I mean, I was a, a big hater of that, that team through, through college and whatnot, but yep. you know, you can't, can't, can't knock the greatness. It's all, AD couldn't even knock him. He hated him so much he had to join him. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Um, but yeah, let's talk some football. Let's I want to hear it. how mad you were. Um. Oh, real quick before that, I want to give you uh your uh your congrats for I believe twice now uh killed me in fantasy football. Oh yeah, absolutely. And currently in second to last place. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I think this victory was much larger than the other one. I, I had just a, a, a huge collapse. The, well, the, half your team was injured. Yeah, and, but the thing is, like, I was thinking in a group chat uh, last week. I, I I lost in a fashion that I, I really I, I shouldn't have. I I, I ended up sitting uh, James Conner, which was a huge mistake. I, I listened to all the uh, start and sit websites, and it kind of got in my yeah. head. Um, if I played him, I would have won. Going into our matchup, Mass, I, I, I had a very, not a lot of great matchups. Uh, and I, I, was kinda, I was anticipating, like, ah, I think he's going to have my number again. And between that and the injuries, I just it, it was not a good showing for my squad. It was a rough game for you last night. Um, I mean, CJ Stroud got you less than three or less than four points. Less, yep. Um, I had Nico Collins got you under three. Yep. He got both of those guys got hurt. Yep. Um, Noah Brown uh, held without a catch for two games in a row. I didn't play him last week, but I, I couldn't, couldn't believe it. You figure that, Oh, you got blanked one week. It's not going to happen again, but yeah. Dicker, the kicker did nothing. Yep. Uh, I ended up picking up Houston's defense thinking they have a favorable matchup versus the jets. That was not the case. Um, good news. Derek Henry has minus. Point one yard or <laughs> minus point one points right now. <laughs> Here's the comeback. Yep. Uh, he has one rush attempt for minus one yard. <laughs> so you never know; they could keep driving him backwards. Would be ridiculous. Uh, but anyway, before I cut you off, you know, uh, what, what were you saying? I was going to say I won't even be upset if I lost that way. I'd just give you a slow clap. I wouldn't even be upset. <laughs> There's no way you could be mad at that. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna say, let's talk about some football. I want to hear how mad you were. Um, at, at what specifically? Because I'm mad at a lot of things. <laughs> the entire sport. Let's hear it. <laughs> um, because you guys played on what Thursday? We played on Thursday. Pittsburgh played New England, and what I found is something that deep down I kind of knew all along. I think. 
Pittsburgh and New England are more similar than not. In fact, yes. Pittsburgh can find themselves. Pittsburgh is a two to three win team. It's just they were had they've had the luck on their side more so than New England has. Uh, Pittsburgh was I the. I swear to God, it's a gypsy curse. Yeah, uh, Pittsburgh were the ones winning the close games while New England was losing the close games. And what my my biggest thing, and it's it's not about play calling. It's not about um, you know who who your offensive coordinator was because like. You'll always see when you fire somebody, be a coordinator, coach, the team always comes out and they, they show up. Win or lose, they, yep. they have a big game. It always happens. Always. And people, like the, the media feeds into it, it's like, oh, well, this is, listen, all the team's problems are solved now. They'll, they'll go on, yep. they'll go undefeated the rest of the year. And it, it's never the case. And we've seen it from Pittsburgh now, two weeks in a row, losing to uh, two teams with a combined four wins. The thing that infuriates me the most about, uh, the way Pittsburgh runs uh, runs their team uh, from an offensive standpoint, they they do things backwards. They they overcomplicate things, and like you can only go to the well so many times. I I saw four reverses in that game that were just like the most ill timed, like the, not not the time to to run the gadget play. And they were successful on, I believe, one of them, and were like losing five or six at one point, like ten yards. It's just, it's, it's not conducive. Like you, you're not going to outsmart your opponent every time. You know, when you when you have the ball in your hands, it's just, it's not, it's not a good way. You have very talented running backs. You know, unfortunately, your quarterback has been injured, so like you're kind of at a disadvantage in that regard. But they refuse to play to their advantage now. New England, credit credit to you. That's a great defense. Bill Belichick uh, will always put together a great defense. Running is not going to be easy, but there's ways to kind of like counteract that. You don't have to. You don't have to. You know, be doing these halfback dives. You don't have to do. There's very imaginative running with you know misdirection and whatnot. They refuse to do that. On the flip side of the ball, the defense they have their injuries as well. But the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, time and time again, overcommit. All these players, they want to put this this hit on a player that's going to send him to the hospital, and like, hey, all well and good if you can make the hit, but if you miss, someone's going to be running for twenty five plus yards. And what's, uh, what's the more infuriating thing for you to watch happen? Somebody try and go for the in, or somebody try and go for the tackle? Uh for me, it's the tackle because okay. um, I think there's a certain degree of difficulty to, to get an, an interception you know even if you're lined up perfectly you got decent hands you learn how to tackle that's that's like one of the first that's football 101 peewee football they're teaching you how to you know to, to wrap up and get a player to the ground and these guys they just don't do it they they want to end up on this highlight reel of like this this darren sharper ray lewis breaking someone's spine like just just tackle somebody like why, why you got to be that way and i i just i just watch a team get embarrassed two weeks in a row and it, it's one thing to lose but to lose the way of just not not playing like fundamental football just kills me to the core absolutely kills me to the core I'll, I'll take the the heartbreaking field goal or walk-off touchdown any day of the week to to lose games by multiple scores by sloppy play that i will harbor those 
negative feelings for weeks and weeks and weeks until the season ends. I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> I may not have helped with that, but I'll, I'll get off my soapbox for a second. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's rough because I don't think the bill or the the bills, Jesus Christ, the New England Bills, um, are a good team. Um, and I don't think that they're really supposed to be that competitive aside from on defense. What was going on with your your defense that caused them to give up that much to a fucking Bailey Zappi led offense? Well, you know what it was in like they they really took advantage of the middle of the field. The linebackers are kind of beat up. The secondary is very beat up, and there's a lot of guys they're not playing at a position, but not playing. Let's say they're they're not playing their uh, position that they're most comfortable with. If that if that makes yeah. any sense, yeah. And the linebackers, Hunter Henry, especially, really they they tore him up, and the the pass rush was getting there, but the difference was Bailey Zappi was just getting the ball out of his hand quicker. So there was a lot of times that he were you know we're getting pressures on him, and you know we're a second away, but the ball is getting out of his hands, and you know just well timed routes and the the hitting receivers in stride. Yeah, and it gets to a point. Um, and just to, to jump back one previous week when the Steelers didn't get in the end zone on the fourth and goal at the one yard line and to have the Cardinals march all the way down the field, 99 yards in like seven minutes to score a touchdown, it just deflates you and just, you uh-huh. you, you never recover from that. It's just, it's, you know, in, in the stadium, they, they could play renegade as much as they want and get the fans fired up. Your, your team is just not the same when something like that happens. And now. Versus, versus New England, there was a, a, a Zappy threw a ball to, that hits Hunter Henry in the end zone. Basically, a diving catch, so very, very similar to the the Puka Nakua catch. Basically, the body like fully extended. He's he's catching the ball, and when that happens and you score, you're now up fourteen nothing. You're just the, the defense. Yeah, you're def- deflated. The defense is tired, and they just never recovered. Uh, Especially if you keep putting them out there. Yeah. Now, I, I will say, I don't know if you caught this towards the end of the game, um, the Steelers got flagged on a, on a punt for a false start when... Yes, I did see that. Now, I, I'm familiar with the rule. I know the rule, and it's one of those things you see it a million times. Um, the center can lift his head, but I guess he li- <laughs> I guess he lifted it too fast and jerky that the, the refs determined it was intentional to draw offside yeah i, I yeah. didn't necessarily perceive it that way just because you just it's such commonplace in in football that it's just like the the center the long snapper is always kind of doing that motion that i didn't really think much of it and i didn't think it warranted a penalty but you know neither here nor there i don't think the the steelers really played well enough that i could say that was the d- definitive thing why they lost but it, yeah. it was it was close at that point. I mean, it, it would have extended a, a drive for us that we kind of were gaining some momentum, but all through and through didn't deserve to win at any point. All right. Just to completely segue to a different thing real quick. I love that they just put a stat up on the screen uh, in the Giants Green Bay game. How many games has Jordan Love played in so far? Um, let's see. 
He, well, you want the answer? What's that? You want the answer? Yeah, I, I can't. It's thirteen. Did he? Did he have a snap? <laughs> did he have a start last year? He started last year one game because Rodgers was out with like the thumb or some shit. Yep. Um, and I believe it was in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just put a stat on the screen. Jordan Love has zero career interceptions when leading or tied. <laughs> He's played 13 games. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. That's not an interesting enough stat to be putting on TV. <laughs> Is that the best thing you can tell me about the kid? How about you tell me about his last four starts, of which they, I'm pretty sure, won all four. Yeah, that's just like, you know, Ugh. stats Fuck like ESPN. putting something up for the sake of putting something up. Ugh. But it wasn't even like an on the screen dynamic. It was like, you know, the little ticker down at the bottom that has the scores and everything. Yeah, yeah. It's just one that barely popped above that <laughs> and then went back down. It wasn't even like a full screen thing. <laughs> right, like you would, like you a picture of him and then like the, the text next to him. Yeah. No, just a little ticker that popped up and went back down. I think you would have missed it if you weren't paying attention. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's great. Fuck you, is oh that's gonna be a flag. Um, so yesterday, let's talk about some games. Did you watch any football yesterday? Yeah, I had a pretty full slate in. Yeah, um, so I'll go through the games. You tell me if you watch them or not. Mm-hmm. Carolina and the Saints. I uh, didn't really catch any of that. So it was an interesting game from the little bit that I watched. Uh, Derek Carr got hurt again. Um, guys are like a broken ribs. And, yeah. And was struggling uh, in the first quarter. Um, ended up throwing, um, I think, um, two touchdowns. Maybe it was just one touchdown to James Graham. Um, he had Olave, too. He had two touchdowns. Yeah, he had Olave. And then Kamara, I think, rushed another one. Um, you know, Carr continues to. How do I put this nicely? Not impress. Yeah, he, he's baffling because I mean, unless he, he just is beat up, and and we're kind of like he says he has three broken ribs on the year. I just like week in and week out now. He just you're right. He's, it's like unimpressive, and it's. Uh, I saw his. I was watching the stats. He was like stuck at like thirty-seven yards for like two and yeah. a half quarters. He threw. Two touchdowns. He had 119 yards. And Alvin Kamara only had 56 yards on the ground. I mean, that uh, on paper, that team has a lot of talent to kind of just, just be squeaking nothing. through. Yeah. Like, they're tied with the Falcons right now. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at those teams, like, that should be the best team in that division. Yet it's yeah, like, absolutely. And it, and it shouldn't even be close, but... It's not. You know what? I'm a Baker stand till the day I die. So I'll say, you know what? I'm not surprised that he's leading Tampa Bay to possibly win in that division. You go, Baker. I'm so proud of you, Bubba. <laughs> um, I'm not ready to talk about that game yet. Colts and Bengals. You watch it at all? I did. Actually, that was the game I primarily watched at 1 o'clock. It was a good game, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's... You're so ready to kind of count out the Bengals, you know, no, no Joe Burrow, uh-huh. but honestly, it's like they, I think in a way are playing better without him. He's not hurt to cause them to have to like hide it. You yeah. Have a... But 
didn't Brandon get knocked out for a little bit? Uh, it, I saw, I saw what happened and it, I think it was one of those things where like he, they, they didn't like run an offensive snap like without him. If yep. that makes any sense. Like, yeah, it does. He got knocked out, but he didn't actually miss any snaps. Yeah. That, that was kind of like what happened. Um, okay. But in the, the Colts, they, they kind of, they like fell behind, battled back. And then just didn't. Yeah, I think there there was um, a pick six that they had that kind of. Oh my god, that pick six makes me so angry, <laughs> dude. That's going to go down against Browning on the stat sheet. His receiver carried it and literally handed it over yeah, to the defender. It, it was, it was like with two hands out. Here very you go. ugly. Very ugly indeed. Um, oh my god, that just made me so mad when I watched that. And the Gardner Minshew, I I think. Plays pretty well. It's just, you know, he's a guy that it's almost like that Ryan Fitzpatrick he's the thing. Best back, he's the best backup in the league right now. Yeah, you know, he's a gunslinger. I'm all about that. You know, throw the ball at, you know, the, the, the picks come with that that style of play. Uh, but it's just like they're in games. It's like either they, they play well enough to win in overtime or they, they come back, but it's a little too, little too late. You know, I might actually have to retract that statement. He might not be the best backup in the league right now. That might go to... Jake Browning. Oh, well, yeah. It's, it's, it's or, funny. You don't even think about it. Or the guy in our next game, the Browns versus the Jags. Man, I tell you, if, if there Flacco was... Flacco has looked good. If there was a Cinderella story to be had this year, look no further. I, If it was any other team besides the Niners, <laughs> I'd even accept it for the Seahawks. <laughs> I'd, I'd be angry about it. But I'd accept it for the Seahawks. But I, it can't be the Browns. <laughs> it can't. <laughs> and you know, for me, you know, I don't hate the Browns, but that—that's for sure the uh, the redheaded stepchild of of the uh, the division. I I love them until they did what they did to Baker. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm also not much of a, a Baker fan, but I, I get what you're you're getting at, and especially everything that's going on with the Sean Watson thing. Like, the, the Browns are, you know, exactly. screw them. They've blacklisted themselves as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Joe, I'm happy you're having a great time. I hope that this parlays into another contract for you next year, and you can do, like, two more years of this. Some real Kurt Warner shit. <laughs> well, and, and that's just it. We were talking about a guy who was, you know, he kind of crapped out with the Jets there and um, sitting on the couch, you know, injuries have really, you know, hurt the quarterbacks in the league this year. He gets not, a even, not even sitting on the couch, sitting on his mom's couch. Yeah. <laughs> and gets the phone call, you know, gets a, a week of practice in and, and is winning football games. Yeah. He, he's, so, he's one touchdown short of being, you know, tied with Kenny Pickett on the year, playing, uh-huh. playing two games. Uh huh. Dude, he played well against us when we played him, and he played great yesterday. You know, versus the Rams, you know, it, it wasn't until that interception that kind of like sealed it. But uh-huh. you're, you're absolutely right. He, he played a very good game. I didn't know that we were going to win that. And it's like, oh, we're going in with old Flacco. We're going to crush these guys. <laughs> oh, fuck. Fucking first, first drive, 75 yards for a touchdown without stopping. <laughs> You see, that's like, all right, let's, you got your one. Let's, let's pump the brakes here, baby, beer. Calm down. Um, but what do you think is crazier? 
that Flacco's able to come in and do that. Trevor Lawrence suits up six days after his ankle injury. Yeah. Did you see that injury? Yeah. Um, and that was kind of like towards the tail end of the game. Uh-huh. Um, to me, I don't know. I think, and I, I have this whole Aaron Rodgers thing on my head. I think I'd give the nod to Flacco just because I feel like these guys are getting injured, but I think there's a certain toughness as well as enough medical, uh, we'll call it expertise slash science that these players can kind of get on the field even at not 100%. So that's why it is very impressive, very impressive indeed. But I, I just think that the Flacco thing is a little bit more impressive just because of the big picture in my opinion. Yeah, it's fair. Um, I mean, Lawrence played very well, especially against a very good Browns defense. Can be considered top three in the league. Yep. Um, but he got picked off three times. Yeah. So I don't know if that's. He's got um, the he's got the interception bug this year for sure. He does, but he's definitely like more gunslingering these last couple weeks than he was. Um you know, at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, you know, he still comes out and he still puts up 300 yards and three touchdowns. They passed 50 times against that Browns defense. That's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Usually. Now, I mean, I didn't really see what uh, ETN stats were like. Was he really stifled? Uh, I don't think he broke 50 yards. Yeah. I mean that 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 makes sense. I mean the Browns defense is for real. Um, yeah, and I think in, in general, kind of what we're alluding to what you said, unless you're like the Peyton Manning's, Tom Brady's of the world, throwing a ball fifty times versus any defense is is kind of like ooh, <laughs> things were not great. Run a little bit, but that's the very obvious passing day. And the Browns are banged up on the back end, but still now. Right. Um. So we talk about that. Do you think that there's a chance that we see um, other players that are obviously still on the sidelines? Like I do, um, and I don't necessarily know this year. I mean, though, the, the, for sure, is the trend uh, is I mean, man, yeah. quarterbacks are just dropping like flies. Yeah, I mean, um, you still have Matt Ryan out there. Um, Hmm. I mean, where's Jacoby Brissett right now? He might be rostered somewhere, but I actually don't remember where. Mm. Uh, but I think absolutely in the 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 window, uh, Flacco's window is a little different because he, I think he he did play last year. I think he was still on the Jets as of yeah. last year. Um, but I think players, especially quarterbacks who may have been out of the league for a year, maybe two, definitely have a great chance to to come back if the situation is right with injury or whatever. And I think that's something we will see. Um, there's a, there is a certain threshold though, like, and you know, all that po- politics stuff aside, this, that the, the time is too far gone for Kaepernick. Uh, it just, it just is oh, yeah. just he's way, done. way too much time has passed. Uh, and, and that goes for, that goes for anybody. Like, uh, yeah, there's nobody that could go that far. Well, I shouldn't say nobody. There's very few people that yeah. could go that far and come back. 
for what like I, we never see Peyton come back or no, no. Like I mean, for for what I've seen, the the threshold really is about four years. Um, yeah, and, and that is that is the max. Uh, I remember Deion Sanders coming back to the Ravens when he was like oh thirty seven. I just years heard old, somebody talking about that yesterday, which is a totally ridiculous comeback, and it, and it, for whatever reason, well, like terrible. Yeah, I mean, he was too old. He actually had like a pick six that season, which was pretty funny. Dude, really? Yeah. Um, but whatever, whatever team. <laughs> I wish I could remember. But I think a Cam Newton coming back is definitely in the realm of possibilities because the guy is in good enough shape. I think it just. But has he played well enough to be considered? Well, that's just it. And I, I think a lot of players, they, they kind of. Yes, you're a professional quarterback, but some guys just they don't want to play to their strengths. Now, I'm not I'm not suggesting that Cam Newton's going to run all over the field. Still, he's just you know he's gotten older, but yeah, I mean he was never known for being this amazing arm talent. You know where that's not true. He had an amazing arm. He wasn't very accurate. Well, I, I guess that's kind of what I'm getting at. But the thing is that 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 didn't stop him from you know being a great you know passer you know, 20 yep. yards down the field, you know, and, and, yep. and playing short and p- pulling. A ch- don't everyone wants to knock Chad Pennington, but you know, that, that guy was a good quarterback, you know, mm. good old Chad. <laughs> so there's definitely, there's definitely guys like that, that, and we tend, yeah. we tend to lean more towards the guys that, you know, who had some success in the NFL, like that, that's always going to come to mind versus the guys like the, um, uh, why can I think of the guy's name now? He, he was the, one of the quarterbacks for uh, the Texans. Um, uh, TJ Yates. Yeah, um, yeah, that, that's actually exactly yeah. like the the, the TJ the Sage Rosenfels of the world. Like, like they're, they're oh just, my god, that's a fucking name. Like, they're just not gonna. They're they're not the guys like sought after to come back. No. Yeah, you almost have to be like a semi namesake. Hey, where's Case Keenum right now? Um, Buffalo. That's a name I haven't heard of in a fucking minute. I think it's Buffalo. I could I could Let's be lying. Uh, no, nah, he's a Texan. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Well, was he was a bit last year. Ah, there so you go. were you were semi close. <laughs> Man, what a what a career Case Keenum has had. <laughs> Here, hold on, let me do the Kyle thing. <clears throat> Kendall, where do you go to college? Oh man, I I couldn't even tell you. Like BYU, maybe. Uh, no, actually, he went to Houston. Oh, well, yeah, well, he's, he's back home. Um, but yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. It's it's the big names that you're generally going to hear um, in terms of wanting to come back and not necessarily the who the fucks. Like, nobody's out there looking for fucking Austin Davis right now. Right. And the thing um, about Flacco is, like, he, he has enough of a resume that that's a worthwhile person to ask, hey, what are you doing? You want to see if you yeah, have some more? How are you doing? Right, like that. that shape? Yeah, that's a reasonable ask. I I saw like, when um, Aaron Rodgers went down early in the year. It's amazing the people coming out of the woodwork that that say that you know, oh, you know, I, I I'm at the ready. Like, I, you can't. I, I don't know what your feelings are. Like RG three, he was like, hey, I, I I'm ready to go. I'm running a whatever. Blah blah. blah. Like you are a liar. You're not, you know, you have a great, you know, cushy TV gig thing right now. You're not getting up at, you know, four in the morning and, and, and running and, you know, eating, you know, excellent exercise. Like, yeah, you, you probably 
are in decent shape, but you're not in NFL shape. You know, give it a rest. No, nobody is in NFL shape. The only person who might be in NFL shape outside of the NFL is fucking T.O. Oh, yeah. I mean, that guy's just a, a machine. Um, That's the only person I can think of that. Um, fuck. God damn it, Giants. Get your shit together. I need this playoff seat. Um, <laughs> all right, let's see. Up next, we got the Bears and the Lions. I feel like we can talk about this one because Paul's not here, so we'll get more accurate advance. <laughs> I try to be, you know me very well. I, I, I try to be as least biased about like my, my Steelers and, and, and Mets. I try to be, in sports, I try to be very objective as possible. I don't know if I come across that way, but I try my best. To... All this one goes out to you. <laughs> Love you, bud, but you are the opposite of fucking objective. Um... um I saw this was a game. I saw it was kind of following. I, I had like I will do the red zone, you know, from time to I'll, I'll put in the, I like to just watch a game, but I'll I'll throw on red zone and kind of like Yeah. Get some stuff. So I saw a little bit of from that that game. Uh but I'm sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, it it was it was an interesting game. You know the Bears went through stuff. But you know, Everflus's defense has been playing very well these last four weeks. Mm-hmm. Very well. And they haven't been against Scrub opponent. Um, let's see. And you know, twice now, basically they have had the Lions number. I mean, yeah, yeah the, the Lions came back the first time, but they had him on the ropes for basically oh, absolutely. until the last two minutes of that game. You took on the Lions, who are a top three team in the NFC, in terms of like their record, I think they might be top four. Um, you took on the Vikings, who had like the miracle in Josh Dobbs and brought him back to earth. Yep, you played very well against the Lions the first time you played them. Panthers game was a little meh, um, but you know. The defense has been firing on all cylinders these last few weeks, and it's been really impressive to watch, um, especially now that Field is back. Yeah. It, in a way, the team now is looking like the way they kind of thought it was going to. Yes. And it got a little hairy, you know, when, when Fields was hurt. And, you know, even at the start of the year, he wasn't in, he wasn't great. I mean, he was okay, but he wasn't he wasn't like he's playing now. And right. you you were kind of like the, the defense was playing from behind. They're tired now. They're 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 kind of controlling the, the game script, and and, and yeah. they're they're the ones kind of like calling the shots. And I think that's sort of what they thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year. And and maybe they're going to pull like a Lions now. They get their shit together, and they kind of get this momentum that'll carry them into next season. Yes, um, it would be nice. Now, meanwhile, I'm watching December Goff show up, and it's giving me PTSD flashbacks. <laughs> um, listen, I love Jared. I really do. I'll be a believer in him to the day I die. There are times, especially if you put him under pressure in disguise coverages, you're going to be able to fake him out and usually beat him. You have to have the talent to do it, mind you. But if you can, you can usually put him in fits. Yeah. <clears throat> Especially um, if you start hitting him. If he makes a mistake, 
he'll bounce back from the mistake. Like, if he throws a pick, he'll come out the next drive and he'll throw you a seven-yard touchdown. You can put money on that and take it to the back. But you start asking him to make decisions to, like, continue drives and everything like that after you keep hitting him and hitting him and hitting him, he's going to start to falter. And it, it is what it is. I love Jared for the quarterback he is. I still think he's personally a top 15 quarterback in the league. But he is what he is. Yeah, and I think, too, the lines sort of get out of their game sometimes. Like, it's, it's a a great running attack. You have two very, very good running backs. And they're one of the teams in this league where I think they really benefit from, you know, you run to set the pass. The play-action game is really good. Uh-huh. And, and that's, I, that's the one thing Jared benefits from. Yeah. You set up the play-action, and he will thrive. Yeah, and, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's, there's all that there's been a history of quarterbacks that that is their career and, mm-hmm. and that, that shouldn't be a, a fault. It's not. No. Um, I think if the Lions can stay in that, that, that game plan, even if you fall behind, you stay in that game plan. They'll I, come back. Yeah, exactly. And I think sometimes they've been in situations where, yeah, they fall behind and they, there's like a panic. Now maybe it's because it's a slightly young team. Um, and they're, they're trying to do too much and that's what's caused, causing them to like lose games. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they just have to, they, as they you know experience some more hardships, they'll they'll kind of they'll they'll gain that that wiseness that that hey listen we don't have to do you can't win the game in one possession and maybe they'll they'll kind of so here's an interesting fact and I was thinking about this the other day it goes along exactly with what you're saying this is a young team that hasn't faced a whole lot of hardship in the last couple of years because they've been very good mm-hmm. um. Looking back at it, you remember, I think it was three years ago, the Lions won one game? Yep. There's like five players left from that team, with Goff being one of them. I think Panay Sewell, no, that might have actually been the year that they drafted him after they finished that high. Um, But there's nobody left from that team. There's nobody that remembers that adversity that you had to grind through. The coaching staff does, but a lot of these kids are new, are younger, and they have they didn't experience the, for lack of a better term, the Lions. Right. <laughs> um, you know, your, your father's Lions. Sadness. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it is. It's where football teams go to die. Uh, I'm hoping that they can turn that around because the Lions are my new Browns. There's nobody I want to see win a championship more than the Lions. The only team I will root for or root against them for is if we play them. Everybody else, immediate Detroit. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting. I, I gotcha. Um, all right, let's see. What do we got next? Did you watch any of Tampa Bay and Atlanta? No, I didn't catch uh, much of that, other than what uh, the Red Zone had to show. Um, I know that Baker hit a game-winning touchdown throw uh, with like thirty seconds left. Yeah, you know, I take it back. So I did. I watched that like that that closing drive um, for Tampa. Very solid. Uh, oh, I love Baker. I will. I will say, you know, you you look at the game going into it, you wonder how Tampa Bay doesn't win by twenty plus points. Um, I mean, knowing everything we know about Atlanta. Uh, Their defense is also terrible. Yeah, it just 
but you know, it's we talk about this all the time. The, the division opponents, they 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 tend to play each other hard, and yeah. the games are, are are traditionally pretty close. So that that yeah. that checks out. Uh, yeah, but, I can't really speak much more to that game because I only watched that and nothing else. Yeah, I, I mean that that's all really to be said. I mean, like um, it was a close game, and the team that deserved to win should have win won. Um, do you watch any of Texans Jets? Yeah, I mean, so um, I ended up switching. Um, I, I had Colts, uh, Colts, and um, Cincinnati on for a long time. I ended up switching to the the Jets Houston because I saw it was scoreless through halftime. I was like, oh, what's the deal with this? And um, it, man, I tell you, it, it rained pretty hard there. Like, it was yeah. how it rained here in Connecticut. I mean that it was it went right through New York, New Jersey, yep. obviously, and I think that that played a, a big part into it, um, especially for Houston. I think their team, yeah, they're professionals, blah blah blah. I, but there are certain teams that I think are are soft in the sense that you play in a dome, you play primarily. Your other teams also play in the AFC South, who don't uh, yeah. experience a lot of crazy weather. They mm-hmm. that that played a big part into it. So for me, it was um, the weather. It was injuries. It was a, a rookie quarterback. It was a great Jets defense, and it's just like it was like the perfect storm for Houston to really crap the bed. Yep. Um, you but, know, it, go ahead. I'll say so. One more thing, and and you know, I, I am very much not a Zach Wilson believer, but what I what I will say is he played a great game um only had one mistake he had a he had a fumble that you know it's just it's you know being kind of poor with the football uh running but all in all i mean i thought he played a pretty well-rounded game you know it's kind of the game that the jets been wanting i feel my biggest regret not with my team is that we're gonna see what could be one of the best defenses of all time waste away because there's no capable offense on the other side. Yeah. Like you had the opportunity to go out and hire whoever you wanted as an OC, like essentially the Eric B enemy upgrade. Yep. If you could have brought Eric B enemy in and put him, his offense into the jets, like, the enemy turned Sam Howell into a 400-yard-per-game passer. <laughs> yeah, this absolute no-name. You ever wonder why Mahomes is having such a hard time this year? Um, <clears throat> but if you give like a structured thing to Zach Wilson in this offense, I guarantee you that team is in the playoffs. Instead... No disrespect, but at the same time, some disrespect to Nathaniel Hackett. Mm-hmm. You are not. You are a Matt Canada level offensive coordinator. <laughs> Go back to quarterback coaching, wide receiver coaching, whatever you did before. It needs to not be calling offensive plays. Yeah, I mean, because I'm sorry. Go ahead. I truly think that with any other offensive coordinator, this is a team that could have like been a Seahawks level defense. Yeah. I really believe that they could have fucking Legion of Boomed number two 
and just carried a like seven win offense to a Super Bowl. You know, there's a lot, and we, we, we talked about this, and for for many weeks now, uh, the whole Aaron Rodgers thing was it was a surprise. You know, him, him being hurt, but basically they they try to assemble the Green Bay Jets. That, that that's yeah. basically what what happened. You you look at the personnel uh, across the board and you lose a big component of that. And then, then you realize, Oh, you really, the air of your ways in like, well, we put all our chips into one, you know, basket here. And, and it's, and it's but not, here's, oh, but here's the problem. They weren't pr- planning for Hackett to be the offensive coordinator. Aaron Rodgers was going to be their offensive coordinator. Right. That's who was going to be calling the play. Yeah. On the field. Hackett was just kind of be like the, the, the figurehead guy who's got the familiarity right. with Rodgers. Right, so he can offer you maybe maybe think about this or something like that, or at least communicate what Rogers wanted to the rest of the staff. Exactly. Fine, whatever. I get it. The second Rogers is out, there's a difference between calling plays at the line of scrimmage and then sitting in the booth and doing it. Right. You and, see completely different things. And you know, they they bested the Broncos after Sean Payton said all that stuff, but yep. he wasn't wrong. Like that, no, was, that, Broncos, that Broncos team was a mess. The Broncos team was an absolute mess. Yeah. It took Peyton cutting a ton of players. It took Peyton, um, you know, a lot of hard work. And God damn it, if I'm angry to be proven wrong, but that Broncos team is good. Yeah. It, you know, per- perhaps like, like you said, it, it kind of took some time to kind of, shake off all that that quote bad stuff from the previous regime but that team is their team looking like the way when they signed Russell wasn't they kind of were expecting how the whole team was going to play that that's kind of coming to fruition looking like the Chargers are supposed to look yeah right this is what the Chargers should look like every game yeah really good defense and an offense that should be putting up at least 24 points yeah. Um, but it's too bad. I think um, it's funny. It kind of like, I think it stalls out Houston a little bit. I mean, they, they were on such a great run. And now I don't know. I, I feel like the future is a little ominous for them now. For the Jets or for the Texans? For the Texans. They're not making the playoffs. Yeah, I, I think th- there was a period of time, like a, a couple of games back, where it's like, oh, wow, these guys might end up being in the driver's seat and then you lose a game uh, an interconference game and you end up having a lot of players kind of get hurt yeah. uh, it's it, that's 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 tough sledding you know they're only a game out of the playoffs and they're tied with the colts mm-hmm. i don't know if they play the colts again um <clears throat> but I... if they beat the colts and they win out decent chance that they end up in the seventh seed but the Broncos are also chasing them. Yeah. The Broncos are at the same schedule, as are the Bengals and the Bills. They are in hot contention for one of those last two spots because the Browns are ahead and the Steelers are seven and six, as are the Colts. Yeah. So there's Col- one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and six teams right now. Colts and Steelers play next week. Yes, they do. Yeah. Um, it's a shame both of the or the jets just feel like they're going to waste and the texans there's a chance that they make it like you were saying um 
if they do, I'm still a believer that uh, Stroud should be in conversation for MVP. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I'm right there with you. I mean, um, especially the media too, and I tend to kind of agree. They're calling it pretty much like one of the the greatest rookie seasons of all time. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I tend to agree with that. As long as it keeps it away from fucking Brock Purdy, that ugly ass <laughs> motherfucker. Um, fucking loser. <laughs> there it is. All right. After that. Uh, Kendall, sorry. Derrick Henry went from minus one rushing yard to one positive one rushing uh, I yard. Saw, and one of the most beautiful direct snaps you'll ever see. That's exactly yeah. how you draw it up. Um, we had quite possibly one of the worst football games I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> are, are, you, are you talking about that, that beauty that occurred out in Las Vegas? Oh, fucking Christ. We could have done better than some of that. I tell you, that game has received such scrutiny, and rightfully so. Uh, especially, especially as modern day football goes. But from just a you know generic fan of football, I am here for the three nothing game. I mean, I think that's. Kendall, <laughs> you want to know the worst game that I've watched up to this point? What's that? It was my own team. <laughs> I went to this game. I watched fucking... Um, give me a second. I got to get this name because you're going to lose your mind when I say this name. <laughs> I mean... Uh, yeah. I went to a... Oh, my God. I need to know who the starting quarterbacks were. Because uh, it was... I think it was the first Rams game. No, second Rams game I've ever been to. The first Rams game I went out and I watched Zach Stacy on the Rams rush against the Tennessee Titans. We lost that game. Great name, though. Uh, yeah. All right. So are you ready for this? Uh, let's hear it. This was in 2015. We played the Jets in New York. Oh, my God. The Rams starting quarterback was Case Keenum. Oh, all right. The Rams starting running back was Todd Gurley. (laughs) All right. The Rams starting wide receiver in the X was Kenny Britt. Oh, my God. Just to give you an idea of the time of era we were in. Here's the Jets. Leading receiver, Robbie Anderson. (laughs) Leading rusher, Matt Forte. Oh, my God. And leading passer, Bryce Petty. Oh, man, you got to see Bryce Petty play? Kendall, this game ended 9-6. I mean, talk about you got to see a couple of trivia questions go out there and play a game. That's This was the worst... (laughs) Half or this was the worst football game I've ever watched <laughs> before yesterday. And here's the thing: they weren't even good field goals. <laughs> they were all inside of forty yards. Oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> I mean, look. Yes, we've we've come to expect a certain thing out of NFL football. Absolutely, that was a bad game. 
through and through. <laughs> However, oh my god, as a change of pace goes, and kind of like a homage or a kind of like a, a you want to know what's going to make you single mad? <laughs> what? What is the final score was? Nine six. Oh, at the half it was nine six. At the final was nine six. The final was nine six. Uh, in the fourth, uh, Rams kicked a field goal to win it. Mm-hmm. Um, how does it sound like that was all scored? All right. So I mean, you'd think it was all field goals, but you know, I yes. know, I know enough, especially with these these players you mentioned, that that was not the case. It was not. All right. I mean, I'm anticipating there was a, a someone scored a safety. No, 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 not quite that crazy. In the first, or in the start of the second quarter, there was a touchdown by C.J. Spiller. Oh, my God. (laughs) More trivia questions. And then they missed a two-point conversion. So they just, like, went for it, like, arbitrarily? Yes. So great. And that's how they got six points. We beat them with three field goals. I just love it. It's like, hey, <laughs> we're just going to go for two here for pretty much no reason. In the second quarter. <laughs> it's like, hey. Field goal, punt, punt, touchdown, punt, 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 end half. It's like, punt, hey. punt, field goal, punt, 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 field goal, punt, punt, interception, end of game. Like, you know, head coach going to an offensive players, hey. You know how we're playing in perfect conditions right now in the second quarter? Let's go for two. <laughs> like, you see, you see how we've, we face zero adversity at this point? Let's go for two. <laughs> Quincy Nudwa was one of the wide receivers. Oh, screw, screw that guy. I mean, he, is he in the league oh, anymore? I need, to, I need to look at some of these players. I mean, I'll tell you, the, the Kenny Britt as, like, the number one is, like, mind-boggling. He had oh, the number oh. Yeah, Man, yeah. look at this top three. Kenny Britt, Tavon Austin, and Brian Quick. Wow. I mean, th- that's OG Rams right there. Yeah, that's my OG Rams. Lance Kendricks was still on the team. Wow. And so, running back, Zach Stacey and who? Uh, in Tennessee. It was uh, my first game I went to go see. It was Zach Stacey. Uh, and I think Daryl Richardson was with him at the time. But okay. this is... This is probably two years later. Um, oh, Bam Bam, Ken, Benny Cunningham was on the team still. Oh, my God. Uh, we had Mark Barron. Troy Hill, TJ McDonald, Tremaine Johnson. It's so funny. All these guys you're naming, like, haven't been in the league for, like, three-plus years. Dominique Easley. Maybe longer. Who the hell is Chase Reynolds? Why do I hate that name? Um, that that's actually pretty familiar, and I can't remember. Uh, he was a running back. I like Chase. I liked him. He was good. Okay. Was he? Did, um, did he ever go play in the, with the Cardinals? Or my he might have. Oh, Bryce Hager, <laughs> Corey Littleton, ah, oh, Robert Quinn. Um, all right, let's look at this horrible Jets team. New York rushing. Matt Forte, CJ Spiller, and Bilal Powell. Man, I mean, Forte, credit where credit's due. I mean, Bilal Powell, I guess he had a year or two of relevance. CJ Spiller. Brandon Marshall was still on this team. Man. 
Calvin Pryor. Oh, Darrell Revis was still on this team. So was Buster Screen. That that Quincy Anua really got me. <laughs> Isn't it terrible, like, looking at this game? Like, this was... When was this? 2016. <laughs> that was almost 10 years ago. Yeah, that, that, as far as football goes, that's a lifetime ago. Oh, that's so... Oh. I want to go back and find this. We're going to talk about another game while I go and find this. I'm going to go find that Tennessee Rams game that I went to. <laughs> um, should we get the Should we get the elephant out of the room? Yeah. Let's do Bills versus Chiefs. Um, I will say all those games in general, the, the, the Buffalo versus Kansas City of the five or six meetups, whatever that is, all been pretty good. Been good games. Um, it was definitely a tale of two halves in, in the sense of like neither team really put together a complete game. Uh, the thing is, it continues for for me. Like Josh Allen just just loves to turn the ball over. Uh, I, I just, I, I guess it's just part of like the way he plays. It's just you know. He's just, he's just, yeah, I mean, he's just hectic out there. Um, yeah, he is chaos in a bottle, and it's 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 all great when you when you win. I mean, it's 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 easy to forgive the mistakes when you win a game, but it's like you, while it's happening, you're like, man, like like how how do you how do you defend this guy as an elite quarterback when you you're watching just the absolute nonsense that he conjures up? Uh, yeah. I mean, like that throw out of bounds that he made like in midair. Oh, I, absurdity absurdity like uh, incredible to watch uh but it's just like like those are like the the few things that kind of like all right josh we get it like you're, you're good um boils down to you know we the, the, the most popular you know thing to talk about in football uh is the you know uh 19 there his name now escapes me Kadarius tony uh lining up uh off sides and Massey, I, you and I were pretty much on the same page last night, you know, talking in, in the group chat with everybody. Like for me, this is this is not something hard to understand. And 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 like for me anyway, like regardless if it gets called every time is irrelevant because these guys have played football their entire lives, and like there's, yeah. there's certain things you just know. And yeah. like we, the stuff that you kind of, you subtly see week in, week out. And even if you don't, like, I think you and I have a pretty good understanding of the rules and just, and just like football theory in general, like in general, yeah. how, how the game is played from an analytic and a, um, a, a gut way. We just, we, we understand how football is played. Yeah. You, you see these guys, they, the wide receivers, tight ends, they get to the line and you know, you need to have X amount of players. On the ball, X amount of players, you know, you know, not to, to have legal formations. I'm not going to sit here and explain what every legal formation is because I don't even fully understand all of them. But there's a certain yeah, amount there of things. Is, that, there's, yeah. there's too many to count. But you watch a football game, you see a often a receiver tight end go to the line, and he'll he'll kind of just he'll gesture, he'll gesture towards like the sideline, the line judge, and 
He'll, he'll kind of like give him a point and then the, they'll in turn will give you like a thumbs up or whatever or if like they'll they'll kind of like they'll gesture their hand like oh you need to back up whatever and the receiver will correct now that is a courtesy by the ref the officiating staff to the players just to, they don't have to do that that's just something that kind of happened it's one point or another in the history of football that that's a thing now there's a human element to it. Like I'm sure there's times that a player's offsides and they, the refs just don't catch it because it's they're humans. Yeah. It can't be perfect all the time. And I don't care if he was offsides four or three other times during the game and it didn't get called. It's irrelevant. Right. Because it's, it's illegal. It's, it's illegal. And you know what? They happened to, to catch it or whatever when the moment mattered the most. And that's just it. There's no other way around it. And to have these Kansas City between Mahomes and Andy Reid, which I think to a certain extent, they just don't want to call out Tony for being wrong. I think yeah. they're kind of coming to the aid of your fellow player, which is fine. Because this is the second game he's cost you. Yes. Um, Directly. But to come out and complain against the refs, no matter what, it's a bad look. And, it, yeah. and you, you look foolish, especially a team of your pedigree. Um, I don't know. I, I, I haven't done a lot of like researching around the league. I mean, well, around sports media and other people like us to hear their thoughts, but th- th- I have. I, I'll be curious to hear what you have to say about it. But like, there's not a single person that's on the chief side, not a single person. Yeah. I, and I, and Even I'm, the biggest chief dick writers in sports media. I know nobody. Does. Yeah. And I'm glad, and, you know, it is too bad because that was a really cool play. And, and, and it's one of the coolest plays I've ever seen. And I know because I listened to their podcast, Travis has been talking recently about how he lives for the day he's going to be able to throw lateral for a touchdown. Yeah. And the thing is, like, it, it, it just it provided for what would have been already a awesome. great, an instant classic, a moment we'd have talked about forever in a positive. Now, it, it'll be kind of be like, We'll, we'll talk, we'll remember this play, but we won't remember it for the right reason. Right. Um, but it's like, as we, as we know, there's no NFL receivers listening to our podcast, but like guys know the rules of the game you play. It's that simple. Right. And like, you kind of have this thing right in your back pocket that like, Hey, you got a, a guy who is supposed to be neutral and he's going to, he's going to give you the edge by, just you know, answering your question, exercise that right, like or, or or that that benefit, whatever you want to call it. I I just the only thing that I think keeps Kadarius Tony in like somewhat saving grace in Chiefs fans' eyes is that he was helpful in winning the Super Bowl, but otherwise his time in Kansas City has been pretty much a disaster. And I know Mock Phil has vindicated every single time he fucks something up. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, you know, it's it's funny to me that I don't know if I can really articulate this. Like, they're always very heavily favored by the refs. In fact, I'd be curious to go back and see if there was ever a game since Mahomes' first year in the league following that. If there was ever a game that they led the led in flags, aside from the start of this year with the Juwan Taylor thing, because 
Um, I think that that will skew the thing or skew the results more so than anything else because they were making it a point of emphasis like you need to fucking stop. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd be curious to see if they've ever like been ahead of the other team in penalties because I can't think of a single game I've watched where there were more penalties against the team playing the Chiefs than the Chiefs themselves. Yeah, I mean, obviously, statistically, you know, you think of all the games played, you'd have to think it's happened. But I'm with you. I can't. Nothing really comes to mind that I that I can think of. Um, uh, and I'm curious: Would you have felt differently about this if he had been only very slightly offsides? No, I I wouldn't because. I I just I, I I just feel as though it's it's inexcusable if that if that because you know there's people literally there's officials standing right on the line they have like pretty much the best view especially before the the ball is snapped there, yeah. there there's no way to, to to mistake it like it's there there's literally there's lines on the field to to help you see. Um, it's not ticky tacky. He's just he's just in in the wrong. Um, yeah, I mean, it was clear and obvious. Yeah. No matter what angle you looked at it, it was clear and obvious. And you know, I I hope it in a way, and it, I don't want to sound preachy, but I hope it's like this week all thirty two teams take time in their practice to kind of like, hey guys, like be you just know what happened. Don't right, do this again. Right. Be be aware. Like you know, know what's going on. Pay pay attention. You know and. I don't know. Uh, I I'll just I will be happy when we're like two weeks from now when this is sort of forgotten about, you know. Because I I do wonder how much like Mahomes VR guys were shitting their pants this morning when I woke up. Oh, because like it only got worse for him as the day went on and more came out. Yeah, he bitched to the refs at the press last. Night. So did Andy Reid. But Andy came back today and said, listen, he's offsides. I see that. I was wrong. Um, you know, I'm still upset that I didn't get a warning because I always do. Which, again, should are you entitled to it? No. Do you come to expect it as just kind of like a gentleman's agreement? Yes. And I can, undersee, I can understand why you would be like, dude, you gave me nothing here. Uh but at the same time, when it's that egregious, I think that goes beyond that. Right. That's just a, and and um. Oh no, it gets worse, Kendall. Did you see the mic'd up between him and Josh Allen? I did. I did. I mean, that's even worse. Not good game, but not good game. That was the worst fucking call I've ever seen, bro. Like you didn't do enough to win. We should have just won that. Yeah, I mean that that was kind of. I mean that that's I guess. Uh, emotions talking or whatever but like that i don't know that that it's makes that you sportsmanship right and you look you look That's shitty the and fucking pistons walking off as or while well, there's still time on the clock yeah and and two i think for the most part as things go mahomes has sort of been a professional in his career i think up until this point i i mean i could be misremembering but i don't i don't i can't really think of any time that he was kind of like a, a a bitch or or whatever and 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 like moaned like yeah he's been fired up but i think that was the the worst he's looked 
I think up to this point in his career, as as far as our, our reaction goes. Yeah. Um. I mean, unless you can think of something off the top of your head, I I, I can't. He's kind of like through all the nonsense, like of his brother and his wife. He's sort of been even keel. Yes. Like, but he's never had adversity. Right. No. No. I I I agree. I I get. I just. I mean, as far as like you know. He's he's never been the one to cause a drama. He's no, just absolutely he, not. He's sort of like been around it, but he's not like the catalyst. If that makes any sense. Um, yeah, I mean, he's always stayed to the background, even when shit was coming out about it, his wife and his brother. He just didn't say anything about it. Yeah. So I mean, I could give him somewhat a, a, a pass, but it's it's a bad yeah. look. The, the, the coming off of this this loss, it's a bad look. Um. And I, I will say, just in in general, like all credit to Andy Reid because like he is very imaginative in, you know, he you know tests the limits of like what you know offense can do, and he does all these crazy you know pre snap movements and all these the, the way you can you know line up. It's like I guess it's like charger to the game, you know. It's like. You do all this stuff, and like, and not that this this particular scenario is exactly what I'm saying, but you know, is a guy who's he's always doing something to kind of like test the boundaries of what goes on offensively. That like, yeah. uh, eventually, he's like, not everything's gonna, always going to go your way, and this is a perfect example of that. You know, this entire season has been, but it's like, I don't know. This is the start of Pat's villain arc. Yeah. Um, if you're cool with it, I'm going to skip the Niners Seahawks game because fuck both those teams. I fuck fans of anybody that's listening. Cool with that. Or do you want to talk about it? Cause I will talk about it if you want to. Uh, no, no. I mean, fuck to- both of them. we, 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 we've, you know, <laughs> what, what, what are we going to say more? <laughs> The, the Niners are going to win the Super Bowl this year, and I'm going to fucking off it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll, uh, we'll talk about it when there's nothing more interesting to talk about them. Broncos Chargers. I think we've talked about these guys a lot. Um, are you surprised that Sale hasn't been fired midseason? I am, uh, especially. And you can't blame a coach for injuries. I get that. And th- that that's yeah. definitely been a problem for the Chargers. It just, to me, like it's, it's, it's not working. And for me, and we've talked about this in great depth, you fire coach daily after you you lose to Jacksonville in the divisional round of the playoffs last year. That was it. That, that, that is inexcusable. You, you, you are no longer the head coach after, after that. And it's trickled into just a pretty mediocre year for a team that, you know, I figured was going to be contending with the chiefs and yeah. after seeing how the way the chiefs played would be in first place. I, and, and it's just yeah. not the case. It's yeah. I, I think what will happen is because of what's at this late in the season, the four games left, he will be fired either the, the second game to last or, um, last game I, I i don't think he will finish out the year i think there will be like a, a random uh the, the like kellen moore will be the yep. interim head coach to, to end the year he has been awful too 
Yeah, and you know, it's one of those things you, you think on paper like, wow, what a great fit this is going to be. He's going to have his prolific passer, and he's going to be able to run the offense the way he wanted to. And now Dak looks like he's an MVP quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, credit where credit's due, I think he and Dak were a good fit, and, you know, that I think they were successful feeding off each other. But, like, but alluding to what you're saying, like, guess who's playing well, and guess who's kind of not being successful you know it's like it's kind of telling with just as much talent yeah well actually let's talk about that austin eckler cooked or just the team um i think especially running backs there is a window and um i think we're now seeing that window and now he's fallen out of it i think it's just kind of the it's this is the first year. It, it is abrupt. Uh, usually, the running backs of high caliber kind of, kind of like have a gradual descent. Yeah. Uh, I think he kind of hit a wall very quickly. Now, I don't want to speak too soon. Like he could turn around next year and be great, but I just I don't see that. I think in 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 general that this is kind of the beginning of the end, and just this particular year has hit much harder than expected. Fair. Um. And it's the it's the things that are uncommon to his game. Like he's had a lot of turnovers. Uh, like I so said, on top of not really producing, he's not he's he's giving the ball away. Yeah, it's been it's been something interesting to see for sure. Um, I don't know. I think we've talked about the Broncos enough. You want to switch to Cowboys and Eagles? Yeah. Um, two weeks in a row now. Philadelphia kind of gets stomped on. Um, I'm trying to remember. Does Dallas and Philadelphia close the year? They play one more time. Do they play already? I don't remember now. Didn't realize I accidentally muted myself. Um. I believe that they've already played it out. I believe that there's no more left. Who won? The, so did Philly win the first matchup? I think that Dallas did. I don't know. Here, let me check. Cowboys schedule 2023. You know, it's it's, uh, it's interesting because, yeah, Philadelphia has had a tough stretch. You know, they played Buffalo. They played San Francisco. Now they played Dallas. You know, yeah. You know, three teams they there. The Eagles won the first matchup. It was twenty eight twenty three. Okay, so it was um, that that, that ser- series is now over. Dallas get gets the revenge in a big way. Um, I don't know it's 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 two teams kind of in a different position in the sense that um, I think the Cowboys Cowboys have had a very interesting year. Um, they've won games where they've just absolutely trounced their opponents and then they've kind of been like lackluster in a few games and yeah, like I, scoring 10 points against the fucking Niners when I had all the hope of the world yeah it's a, and then like t- to lose to Arizona in, in a kind of a shocking fashion they've had a very strange year where Philadelphia kind of cruised throughout the year and now are sort of like hitting like this roadblock where they're just um Hertz hasn't been that that solid and the defense has either been on the field too long or they're, or they're just not being 
Uh, they're just not getting to the quarterback. I I, I can't really diagnose that defense because it's is bad. Yeah, I I didn't really know what to point the finger at. That it's it's not it's not the defense of last year for sure. Is bad because what's his face is on the Cardinals. I can't remember his name, but um, everybody hated him for how he called the Super Bowl defense, but. He's obviously a good deep coordinator. So. Yeah, I, I can't even remember his name. Um, it's because he has such a fucking forgettable one. Yeah, right. But I know exactly uh, what you're talking about. Cardinals. It's short, too, and begins like a G or something like that. Guy Man. Uh, Jonathan Gannon. Like I said, very forgettable. Name. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I um, it's it's weird. I think the, the, the Cowboys appear to kind of be like hitting on all cylinders and the Eagles are just there. They're they're sputtering. And... They're there. They're gonna make me fucking do my best Princess Leia for the Cowboys. <laughs> Help me, Cowboys! You're my only hope. <laughs> uh, I mean, and who knows? I mean, the, the, you know, four games. That's a lot of time. This this is the period of time where you kind of figure out who's gonna make noise in the playoffs and and, and who's not. Yeah. Um, I think it's 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 easy to like, especially after losing two games to to two really um, prolific teams in in the 49ers and Dallas to be like, oh, the Eagles are fakers, which they very well could be, but yeah. I guess I'd feel a little bit differently if those two losses were to lesser opponents. Uh, I, yeah. I get it. you have to contend if you're really that good of a team, you have to contend with the good teams, and definitely that has not been the case. But yeah. I, I guess I'm willing to. Give a little bit of leeway, um, because of how good they've been up to, up to this, this point. point. Yeah. yeah, but I think it's it's a a closing door for for me to d- defend that reasoning. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because I mean, there haven't there's kind of been flashes, but not really this year. Like. Even in the games where it looks like the days of old, there's shit in that game that makes you go like, "Ugh, are these guys actually for real anymore?" Yeah, and, and there's for me, there's always something to be said about like when you have a team that goes to the Super Bowl, and like you look at that roster and you see all the reasons that work, and the win or lose, you know, the the season ends and free agency occurs and trades and whatnot and the 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 team kind of gets dismantled a little bit like and you you realize that like how important certain pieces were to the team like it's it it is very telling it's even even subtle stuff like the the running game has not been the same and no and it's it's kind of a lose-lose you know miles sanders has not really done particularly well in carolina and the Eagles really haven't ran that well without him. No. It's just like certain things are kind of just, they're mutually exclusive or inclusive. I don't know if I'm saying the right yeah. thing. Um, and I think that's kind of what we're seeing from uh, the NFC champions. Yeah, I'm, I'm certainly in your camp of they're looking like they have a very fast closing window, but they're still somewhat in the mix. Like if there's a team, I think can like bounce back from some adversity and go on a tear. 
Eagles would probably be pretty up there. Yeah. Um, but I do think that the AFC comes down, or the NFC comes down to those three. It's the Eagles, it's the Cowboys, and it's the Niners. It's nobody else. There's nobody else in this division. Yeah, I, I would just be so surprised if anybody, anybody besides the three, are, are representing NFC in the Super Bowl. I, I, I yeah, it would it would be it would be very shocking. The only team that I think can even compete is the Lions, and they haven't shown me that they can compete these last few weeks. Yeah, I think, but like like I was kind of mentioning, if in these next four games they're able to kind of like kick it into gear and are winning in more impressive fashion, I think that's a team to be, um, excuse me, uh, worried about playing in the playoffs. Yeah, but if we're if we're kind of seeing the Lions that we saw this past Sunday. In these next, you know, three to four weeks, I, I think that it's kind of just kind of like, hey, you know, thanks for coming to the playoffs. We'll, we'll see you next year. Right. Come back again when you get a real team. Yeah. Right. Um, oh, let's see. Before we lead into um, the last game we haven't talked about. Uh, I got something for you. Mm-hmm. I found my first game. So, this was a 1 p.m. game in St. Louis in November 3rd, 2013. So, we're over 10 years old. Yeah, my God. So, this is a. Uh, this is an interesting couple rosters here that I've seen, Kendall. <laughs> so I'm going to just uh, go ahead and tell you that it was a 20-21 game. Um, we lost in the fourth quarter. Um, so we, we held them pretty well. I mean, I think that we held them until like two minutes left. It was a pretty close game the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess there's no better way to do this than to just fucking go through the rosters. <laughs> At quarterback for Tennessee, we have Jake Locker. Oh my god! At running back for Tennessee, leading with 23 carries for 150 yards and two touchdowns, we have. Chris Johnson. That's a cool thing to say. Yeah. Backed up by Sean Green. (laughs) Oh my god. Tennessee's receiving core. Leading the way with three receptions for 69 yards. We have Kendall Wright. (laughs) We have in second place Sean Green. Third place, Colin Mooney. I never heard of that guy. <laughs> Fourth place was Damien Williams. I heard of that guy. <laughs> Fifth place was Delaney Walker. Ah, uh, screw that guy. <laughs> that guy hung around so long for being like just adequate at his position. Yeah. Let's talk about some fun names on defense that were there. Ready? <laughs> for the... For Tennessee, we have names such as Jarrell Casey, well, I Bernard should... Pollard. Yeah, I remember both those guys. 
Here's a name. Alteron Werner. You remember oh, that guy? Yeah, wow. What a name, right? Yeah. He did he have a stint with New England? He he might have. Uh no, I don't believe he did. No? Ah oh, man, I could have No. I'm, 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 he was good for a little while. I must be mistaken. This gotta be someone who's got a similar last name. Probably. Knowing the Patriots, it's some guy fucking out of Rutgers, but yeah. um Sammy Hills. Sammy Hill, I guess. I don't remember him. Uh, this is a name when I first saw it that made me go, wow. That's a name I never thought I'd hear again. Cody Sensaba. Oh, wow. Man, right? Yeah, I mean, he's like people I would he, have never thought of ever again. No, but he only, the last time he played was in 2019. Really? Yeah. With who? The Redskins. At the time. <laughs> oh, my God. Never had a single athlete in the NFL. Uh, <laughs> That's my favorite kind of player. Okay, play for, <laughs> play for almost like seven years and really just have been no, <laughs> zero impact whatsoever. Congratulations. Uh, Tennessee kicker, Rob Biernas. Oh, uh, excuse me, Mass. Rob Baronis. Put some respect on his name. Baronis. Sorry, that's a name I've never fucking heard before <laughs> in my life. Uh, and punting Brett Kern. Yeah, Brett Kern. He may have had a stint in the league recently. I might actually have to go look that up real quick then. Brett Kern. I want to say, like, maybe... That's a punchable fucking face. Dude, he was on the Eagles last year. I was going to say, like, that... He... <laughs> He was around. Dude, he's been around since 2008. Holy shit. He's never been out of the league. He's just been with the Titans from 28 or from 2009 to 2021. There's these guys. They just, especially like punters, they'll hang around. 11 years. Good for him. Uh, Anyways, shall we go to the Rams at this point? I mean, this has very high expectations. Starting quarterback, Kellen Clemens. Ah, the GOAT. Leading rusher, Zach Stacy. <laughs> Followed by Benny Cunningham. St. Louis receiving. This should give some good ones. <laughs> Leading receiver, Chris Gibbons. Man, oh man. Followed by Jared Cook. That's the, talk and, about a guy who's been around forever. I can't believe he's still in the league. Like, legitimately, from my time watching him in St. Louis and L.A., I cannot believe that man is still employed <laughs> that consistently. And it's a starter. And he keeps getting worse. <laughs> and teams keep fighting him. Like, I don't understand it. It's ridiculous. Let's see. Last year... Oh, no, no, he hasn't been on team since 2021. We might be safe, finally. <laughs> we might finally be safe. Oh, he was so bad. Fuck him. Uh, also, Brian Quick. Also, Austin Pettis. Freaking Austin Pettis. Also, Lance Kendricks. And Stedman Bailey. Man, talk now, about a pretty subpar squad. Oh, oh, yeah, when fucking Chris Givens is your leading receiver. 
four receptions for 55 yards <laughs> on eight targets. Real good half of his targets. That's great. Oh. Dude, I remember the next season from this, 2014. I remember reading articles online celebrating the fact that uh, fucking uh, Kenny Britt was the first Rams receiver to hit over 800 yards in a season. Oh my God. In the last like 10 years. That's insane. There were articles written about that celebrating that. How could that even be the case? I, I can't believe because you figure prior to that, I mean, you're talking about like the, the tail end of like Tory Holtz and Isaac Bruce's careers. And yours might be an exaggeration, but dude, I tell you, I remember reading those articles. And I'm pretty sure that he broke it against the Chargers. That's how well I remember it. And you know what followed those Chargers games? The shutout of the Redskins followed by the shutout of the Raiders. Hmm. I remember that season. <laughs> I remember every season. Um, all right. So on defense, we got some. Man, oh, man, I missed these guys. <laughs> Except for one. Uh, leading tackler. James Laurinaitis. He was good. I still have, I still have the 55 jersey somewhere. Uh, his dad wrestled in the WWE. Yeah. Um, Rodney McLeod at safety. Uh, my favorite Rodney McLeod memory is we played the Broncos in 2016, I think it was. 2016 or 2017 as well. Mm-hmm. Peyton was with the Broncos. And it was in one of their really good seasons. It might not have been their Super Bowl uh, season they lost to the Seahawks, but right around there. Mm-hmm. We were one of their three losses. We weren't good, but we definitely like were the trap game for them. There is a play that Peyton threw down the right hash. No, down the right sideline for probably a 40 or 50 yard bomb to Emmanuel Sanders. And as the ball hits Sanders in the hand, Rodney McLeod comes from off the screen and essentially decapitates Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> it's one of my favorite hits of all time. And I remember no less than 10 minutes after that hit happened, his Wikipedia page was edited to say deceased, played in place of death, St. Louis, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, that's my best Rodney McLeod memory. Uh, Kendall Langford. Yeah, I remember him. Cortland Finnegan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alec Ogletree. Yep. Michael Brockers. Got to represent the Brock man. Yeah. William Hayes. Jolon Dunbar. There's actually a lot of players you're mentioning here that like had decent careers. Yeah, right? This defense should have been so much better than it was. We're not even at the end. Darian Stewart. Tremaine Johnson. Yep. Chris Long. Janoris Jenkins. Yep. What a shock. He only ended up with a single fucking tackle. <laughs> um, and Eugene Sims. Yep, I remember him. And then kicking and punting, obviously. Brag the leg, Legatron, Zerline. 
and punting Johnny Hecker. That's a guy. Johnny Hecker. I'm gonna buy a Johnny Hecker jersey at some point, a real one. It's funny that certain guys. I mean, like that is a important enough player, I think, to the Rams that there was a season where all we had to celebrate was Johnny's punting, and he he helped us uh, win the Super Bowl. And he was incredible in the Super Bowl against New England. Like it makes you wonder, like how he is not a lifer, like like with that team. Because he was still good, and we were just trying to get cheaper. Like this is the year after we won our Super Bowl. It's like, all right, we need to shed some contracts now. And he yeah. was at he was at the end of his contract, and it was just time to move on. But like, was I he can't... was he demanding that much money? He got paid very well by Carolina. Well, I mean, hey, I mean, I, I guess, you know, chase that paper. But, I mean, I don't know. It's like, like for everything you're saying, it's like, I don't like it. For a, pretty much an overlooked position, because it's not it's not sexy. It's not sexy to be the punter or, the, or like, no. know, especially not the punter. I mean, at least the kicker, like, you have sort of those glory moments. The punter never has those moments. No. It's he, like. He got another. He got another seven million from the Panthers for three years, which is good for a punter that's yeah. in in his thirties. No, I guess I I can't hate on it for for that. I just I don't know. It's, I agree. I wish that Johnny stayed as a. I can't even tell you what our fucking punter's name is now. I think it's Ethan Evans, but I'm not 100 percent sure. But Johnny was so endeared to the fans of that team. Yeah, and like, you think too, like there's certain players like that who are actually they're like that is a household name like despite mm-hmm. what you might think about oh it's a punter or whatever like there's certain punters like no you just, punters you just, are people too like yeah. you started that with pat mcafee right like you everybody knows who pat mcafee is like i mean he's, he's a piece of personality we said at the start of the show like there's these people who are just they're, they're these they kind of transcend what the sport is and yeah. you know I, I don't know if i would say necessarily about like i don't know anything about hecker's personal life or whatever but you know that He's good enough that I think any... he's a good kid. He was a quarterback quarterback at Oregon State. He was fucking awesome on fake punts. He was a bigger than life personality. Uh, he was active on Twitter and Reddit. One of the best usernames I've ever seen. What the heck, H E K K? Yeah, that's great. Um, he was funny. He was involved. He was one of the like main voices in the locker room. Which I think is another huge problem that we were missing last year. Yeah, like but, even if you just watched, you know, your team uh, in football, there, there, there's people out there who are just, oh, I only, I'm a Giants fan. I, I only watch Giants games. Even if you're one of those people, you know who Johnny Hecker is. Like you're like, oh, right. I've heard that name in passing. Like it's right. That's who he is. Yeah, Johnny. Johnny was a good dude, and I really hope he chooses to retire a Ram. He deserves to have his number inducted into the Hall of Fame for some of the records he owns. Yeah, but um, man, I miss you, Johnny. Come back to me. <laughs> I think he will. And um, baby, come back. Yeah. Hey, real quick, in the same breath, the Bears better talk to Robbie Gold to get him retired there that 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 better happen it's not gonna Uh, i mean i i uh i'm 50 50 on whether he does that because he spent a lot of years in san francisco and he went pretty fucking far with them i mean it's one of those things i mean 
I guess like all right, you only retire with one team, but who's to say you couldn't do it with more than one? Like, I mean, you can make the argument like Peyton Manning could retire with the Broncos and the Colts. Well, like, the idea is you're signing a one-day contract, so you can't be possessed by both teams. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's it's funny because like you know, there's very few people like you can really make the argument for, but like Robbie Gold, yeah, you can make the argument for both because impactful on two franchises. Yeah. Um. Man, I fucking miss Johnny because both of him and Zerline are still playing. Yeah. I'm still mad we didn't give Matt Gay a contract, but I understand it. Um, because we're on our second kicker this season, and Haversick has been very fucking shaky. Um, I learned a very funny nickname while we had Brett Maher as our uh, our kicker. You know what Dallas fans used to call him? What? Brett Maybe Maher. <laughs> That's like a grade school level taunt. I've never but heard it, that. That's great. But that fits so well. <laughs> That's so stupid. The internet's awesome. Brett maybe Maher. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> um But yeah, I mean I'm so angry. I'm scrolling on Fanatics because I wanted to go see if I could find a Johnny Hecker jersey that was like being retired. Mm-hmm. I might actually pick up this Jalen Ramsey one. It's only $60. That's not bad. Home or away? Um, home, which is the only thing that stops me. I don't <laughs> own a single legit blue. That's not true. I own one blue Rams jersey from their current primaries. Which, you know, is so funny. As we, I, I, mean... only, I only own that color because it was bought for me as a gift. Every other one I have is white. It's so interesting because and I talked to you about this when I went over to your house earlier this year. Like I, you know, kind of as a rule, I just prefer the home jerseys yeah. so much more. I, I just, you know, I just assume that everyone thought the way I thought, but you, you are an away jersey guy. No, I, I think the colors just look so much better in the like yellow, blue and white mm-hmm. than the yellow, blue and blue. There's something about it that's just so crisp, especially when they do the yellow pants to go with it. Yeah, uh, I get that. Those are bar none my favorite jerseys in the NFL. Uh, there are some that come closer, and I realize it's obviously bias, but uh, there's just something so good about um uh, Yeah. I was uh when they changed uh the uniforms they wear now, I was very cold on it initially. They're thinking, oh, it, it looks like a soccer jersey. It It's grown on me as time has gone on. I, I do like it. A little bit. A little bit. I still prefer what our old unis look like, mm-hmm. but they're still, they're still good. I still enjoy looking at them. All right, Kendall, we're going to do a quick draft to round out the night. Hey, let's do it. We're going to do probably your favorite draft. <laughs> you want to take a guess? Well, I mean, it, it sounds like jerseys to me. We're going to do all-time jerseys, baby. I mean, I'm a we're sucker for anything best, like that. We're going to do best all-time NFL jerseys. 
Would you like to go first or would you like me to? You know what? I'll let you go first. What a gentleman and a scholar. <laughs> I will tell you what. All time, big fan of the Marino era white uniforms. Yeah, I like those. In fact, I, I kind of... That's a uniform that, like, when the Dolphins kind of, like, changed. Like, it, it's so subtle to me that it's almost, like, not even worth it. But it's enough that it's noticeable. And it's yeah. Right? Like, I, I, I prefer even... I would say the, the uniforms that the Dolphins wore until, like, 2000... I don't even know what year they changed. We'll, we'll, just, we'll say 2014 with just, like, the, the regular kind of, like dolphin that's like curved up inside the yeah. circle i just i just think that's a better look than this sideways dolphin yeah it's it's definitely better when it's just like tilted up a little yeah. bit. it looks kind of like a like a nascar logo or some shit yeah <laughs> um good pick uh, i gotta pick perhaps the my favorite jersey all time is the chargers powder blue that's that, why I left it to you because you were nice to let me go first. Th- that is like an all-time great. I, I own like two. I... You own an Eddie Royal one, don't you? No, my ironically, my Eddie Royal jersey is a Bronco. <laughs> really? Yeah, I I would prefer it with the Chargers, but I I got it as a Bronco. I don't even remember why I got it as a Bronco. I think just because when I got it at the time he was on the Broncos. That's one, that's one thing I could think of. But yeah, that's fair. But I, I have, I think two, I think I have two Tomlinson powder blue jerseys. I think. Oh, that's pretty cool. All right. Um, what do you think? Should we draft our own or no? Yeah, we draft our own. Absolutely. All right. And I'm going to take. I'm going to go ahead and take the Rams, uh, road whites, uh, specifically the um, greatest show on turf ones. Okay, that's a, that's an awesome. Also, I, I like those uniforms a lot. Um, in the Super Bowl, what what uniforms did they wear in both Super Bowls? Um, I'm trying to picture. Like, I can picture. I think the Patriots were technically home when they when they won, so they would probably yeah. So the Patriots wore the blue, and then when they beat the when the Rams beat the Titans, the Titans. So against the Titans, we wore white. Yep. And then for 2001... I think they wore white again. I believe so. Yeah, I think they were white. Yeah, but here's the thing. We switched over that year at the new millennium to the new gold color. You're right. I fucking hate. You're right. I totally forgot about that. That was a that was a weird... That's the reason choice. we lost the Super Bowls, because we went to fucking gold. <laughs> You notice, you notice the second we went back to the fucking white jersey, we went back to the Super Bowl. Listen, we we, we got to blame that was uh that was March, that was March's decision. We got to fuck you, Mike March. We got we got to kick his ass. I hope you get hit by a bus tomorrow. <laughs> it's you know t- what? I'll I'll end your suffering. I hope you get hit tonight on your way home. How about that? <laughs> fuck you, Mike March. We have a disclaimer from getting sports with drunk. We uh, don't wish any harm on Mike March. I do. Fuck that. <laughs> All right. We are sad to let uh, Christopher Massey off of the show. <laughs> I will actually feel kind of bad if he gets hurt tomorrow. All right. Um, I guess you see, see you backed me into a corner here. I, I can't. I can't be. I can't be a fraud. Um, I will take the Steelers' uh, black and gold home jersey. I do like it. It's very simple. It's very classic. It's pretty much remained the same, with the exception of um, the number stylings. 
change from the 70s into um, the modern era, of which I, I am picking the, the ones they wear now with kind of like that slightly curved number. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I don't know like what the number font is, but. Um, man. All right, Kendall, I'm going to go ahead here with the Barry Sanders Lions. That classic. Uh, the blue. The classic blue. Yeah. That jersey does have um, a nickname, but I don't know it. Um, um, when they wore like the just kind of like long the, sleeves and it was like a, a silver yeah um, uh, I'll never think not, not, not important but I know exactly the, the jersey you're talking about yeah I'm trying to think because I know what you're talking about uh, man I can't think what it is though I will take here um, and I'm so glad they brought it back I'm going to take uh, the Seattle uh, blue uniforms that they wore uh, in the 70s and 80s and the 90s, for that matter. Um, I thought that's so, so cool. When they kind of changed, I, when I was first getting into football, they had already transitioned into like the bluish green um, with, with the, the matching helmets. And uh, so that's kind of what I, I knew them as anyway. Yeah. But after learning about when I got a little older about those blue uniforms, like why would you switch? That is such a better looking uniform. All right, I'm gonna go uh, two back to backs here. I'm assuming that my second one is gonna get back to me. Uh, for and you're gonna hate both of them. <laughs> uh, first one, I'm gonna take the Ravens all black alternates. Okay. All right. It's a, it's There's a cool... something just crisp about the purple and black that looks good. It, it's cool. I get that. It's a um. Right. I guess like of of many um many jerseys and uniforms, the the black and purple definitely kind of like gives a certain degree Pops. of like yeah, it's 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 because it's so like radically different. Yeah, it's it's much different than what they usually go with, which is why I like it so much. Like their purple uniforms are great, don't get me wrong, but there's something so intimidating about yeah. especially like a night game. I wish Ray Lewis was still playing when they had these because man oh man, at a night game, can you imagine the fire going up and Ray Lewis oh, coming man, out in this like, uniform? And those God guys, damn it, he'd be fucking terrified. And those guys had like um like the, the black visors and all that. Yeah, like, dude, he'd look so intimidating they, in the nighttime. They look, they look like guys from, um, oh my god, why can't I think of the video game franchise like uh, uh, Master Chief, uh, like Halo, like that type. Oh, of thing. Halo, yeah. Okay, uh, my pick here. Yep, your pick. Um. Oh, duh! I I gotta take the Oilers. The Oilers, uh, blue. Yeah. That that is a that is a favorite of mine. I actually I don't know if you ever. I thought that they would make it back. Uh, it's cool. Like they wore it like once this year. They, I mean, traditionally they like the the Titans will wear it once a year, which I which I like. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I have a a Warren Moon in the in the blue. It's 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 a, it's a pretty, pretty sick cool. sick jersey. I it's funny. I I have these like really cool throwback jerseys, but like 
I'm always like so hesitant to wear because I'm afraid they're gonna get like stained. Yep. I get that. Um Oilers and they're also powder blue are just very, very nice. Uh definitely an all time classic one. You know it's interesting to me. Um, I, oh I'm sorry, Mas, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say real quick, you know, when you know, a, a team moves or whatever and they relocate, like the Titans when they moved to Tennessee, they were the Tennessee Oilers for two years before they changed to the Titans, which I find so interesting yep. because like you figure like either, you know, you move and you change your name right away or you keep the name. Like it's so interesting that they, they would hold on to it for more than one season. Well, the Baltimore Ravens were the Baltimore Browns for a little while, weren't they? No, they went right to, um, well, here's the thing. So Cleveland kind of, so Cleveland moved and then there wasn't a team in Cleveland for, I want to say, two or right. three seasons before they just recreated the Browns. But when they moved to Baltimore, they were just the, the Ravens right out of the gate. They were? Oh, mm-hmm. all right. Which I think was 2000? Or 2000 nine. or 2001, somewhere, yeah. right, somewhere right around there. So um, if you want to piss off a Browns fan, just uh, call, <laughs> call them the Baltimore Browns. Browns. Too. You know, that'll yeah. really, really piss them off. Browns too. Yeah. You guys were good and you had to reboot and you haven't been good since. <laughs> um, really recent pick. But these were one of my favorites to come out of the idea of the color rush. They weren't developed during the color rush, but what they had during the color rush transitioned into this. I'm a huge, huge fan of Cincy's all white alternate. Those are kind of cool. And it's, it's unique because, you know, being that they're the Bengals, you know, the, the, the snow tiger or the, the, the snow Bengal, whatever the it Bengal, is. The yeah, white, yeah. It, it's so, uh, so apropos, uh, apropos for that, you know. To, Which to is be why a, I think it's the only team that can pull something like that off, and it just works so well. It's such a cool concept for a uniform. That's yeah. why I love it. It's not, like, the best-looking but it's the coolest yeah. idea. Because I like, think more of. or less, it's the same uniform, just white, and and that that maybe right. yeah, I like that. It's uh, just such a cool idea. I love how they did that. That was one of my favorite things that the team's done. All right, uh, you're up. We got two more afterwards. All right. Um. So, it's funny. It's like. I hate this uniform, but I like this uniform because it's just, it's so outlandish and it's just, it's so memorable, but the Tampa Bay Creams I feel, I feel like the what? The Tampa Bay Creamsicle. I I knew that's what you were going to say. Because like at the same time for how ugly it is, it's so iconic and just like the team was so bad for so long and like that, that pirate winking at you is kind of very uncomfortable. But yeah. as far as it goes, like there hasn't really been a uniform like that again. And you look at all the teams; like the only there are teams that have, that have orange jerseys: the Bears, the Broncos, um, and, and whatnot. But there was something about that. It's just like it's a. I don't know. It's 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 like a muted orange. It's like not as vibrant. I guess if that makes yeah. any sense. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely like them as a classic callback. 
Um, it's a jersey that you have to draft, even if you just yeah, have to. like it's just in the annals of history, you right. have to mention it. Um, man, where am I going from here? Because there's some that I can never admit to. <laughs> Are we talking Seattle? Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Do I want to do something for my wife here and draft possibly the worst-looking jersey of all time? Listen, you only do that if she's in the room. Because <laughs> um, you know what her vote would be, right? It, you're talking the lime greens? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, it's... Rebecca's the same way. It's terrible. Hundred percent terrible. Um There's a jersey that's like halfway in my head and I'm almost certain it's a Cardinals jersey. The Cardinals when they had just kinda like the um like the plain white with red pants and uh just like the very simple um it almost looked like the the what what college has the Cardinal? Uh Louisville. Uh, Louisville. It's almost like the same logo that was just like on the helmet. That was a cool, cool uniform. Oh, um, give me the Manning era Colts. The blue. Just the regular. Um... Just the regular blue. There's something just so classic and iconic about seeing it when they bring it back. It doesn't look a whole ton different than it does now, but it definitely makes me think back to watching Peyton. And Marvin Harrison yeah. and all them. Well, it's interesting. Too. Even the the, um, the helmet logo is slightly different. Uh huh. Um, Annoyingly. Yeah, I don't know what they did differently. Like they never. It was when they made that transition. It was kind of like before, like, hey, we got to make this announcement on Twitter and Instagram that we're changing our uniforms. Yeah. Like it was just like it was. By the time they did it, it was like you show up the next season watching for like, oh, that's different. Um, what do you got? All right, so I think this is a favorite of mine, and you probably remember this. This is probably the era you started watching football. Um, the Buffalo Bills uniform, where it was like the dark blue jersey, and they wore the the yeah. red helmet. Like that, that was that's my favorite all time Bills. Um, I have a Roscoe Parish jersey in that blue. <laughs> That's a fucking name, Kendall. I think I'm the only person in like 700 square miles to own that jersey. Maybe, maybe even more than that. Kendall, that's a freaking name. I wonder if I fit in it still. God damn it, Giants. I think I just saw a, a play. To, did Tommy call it score? No, fumbled. Um, oh, did they? Yeah. Wait, wait. Were they in the red zone and fumbled? No, they weren't in the red zone. I don't oh, think. I, I I saw an old play then. Uh, yes. No, they were in the red zone. Technically, I guess the ball fumbled in the end zone. Oh my god, that's so funny. Oh no, that was a punt that hit off of him. So it's essentially uh Oh, that puts Green Bay in the red zone. Okay. Got it. All right. Anyways. Um, uh, 
I feel like the Raiders look is pretty classic. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you ever saw this because it was sort of like a, a very short-lived period of time in the in the mid two thousands. They actually had like a silver on silver jersey with black uh, numbers. It was kind of interesting. Um, I think it, I'm out on that. It, it, look it up when you get the chance, and it it, it it never caught on. But they there was like an alternate that they had. Let's see. Raiders, silver Oh, I don't like that. It's just it's it's very like jarring. It's like it's so opposite of what you think of the Raiders. I don't like that. Um, that's when the Raiders ugh. were real bad. That like <laughs> yeah, I think that the Raiders are always a classic one, but. Do I want to piss you off? <laughs> oh, like, yeah. not intentionally? Well, you have to now. Do I want to take the Brady Patriots? Oh, that's a terrible jersey. I mean, even yeah, Patriots right. fans will tell you that's a terrible... Like, I, I, I hate all things Patriots, but if I'm going to take anything Patriots, I guess I'm going to take that the jerseys they wore just before, like that blue and... Yeah. You're right. So I think I'll take the uh, Dallas Cowboys home white. That's a classic. You know. Yeah. They um, look good in the white. Yeah, it's and, so minimal, but you know who it is immediately. Well, And and they're one of the few teams where their, their white is their home. Yep. Um, and as far as the NFL goes, I don't think there's any other team that has a white as their home. I don't think so. Baseball is a little different because it's, it's yeah. it just is. Because the Yankees are white home, aren't they? Yeah, Yankees are uh, – the, the pinstripes are – Pinstripes, um, yep. Uh, the Mets, well, the Mets are funny because the Mets white jerseys are technically home, but they've adapted now their, their blue jerseys as sort of a home. And the Mets also have a black jersey that's home. So they don't really count as, okay. as that anymore. But yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a classic jersey. Yeah. All right. Finish it off for us, Kenny. All right. Good job for me. Last pick. So yeah, that's tough. We've mentioned so many good ones. Um, I guess, I guess what I really always kind of liked, and um, they sort of brought it back, but in the um, the nineties, the the Jets, the Jets green with like the um, oh yeah, like the like the um, Pennington kind of green. It, well, so a little bit before Pennington. Um, it, so it's kind of like the jerseys they have now, like you know, the, but like it was slightly, uh, slightly lighter, I guess. And the, the helmet, I know what you're talking about. The helmet was cool because it said Jets written out, but it almost yeah, had like a, like, but it had like the plane on the end of it. Yeah, it almost it like it like it looked like an airline yeah. logo. Like you like oh. I know what you're. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, that's a very good looking jersey. They were kind of like a paler but brighter green. Yeah, it's yeah, it's sort of the way the Eagles kind of like the Kelly green, but not. Eh. It's it's so similar, but <laughs> I hate saying oh it's similar but different because like, you sound like an asshole saying that, but it is. You know, excuse me. Um, 
That is a really good pick for a jersey. Um, I'm pretty sure I have a Joe Namath jersey in that color. Do you really? It might be the current colors, but I definitely have a Joe Namath jersey. Well, you should wear that all the time. No. Uh, <laughs> you know, I would love to. It's a long drive for you. Uh, but like next year, maybe one Thursday out of the year, if we both take it off and you can come over and crash here. Um, there was a place by me uh, on the golf course called the Back Nine mm-hmm. where they do dollar beers. Oh, wow. Uh, might be two dollars now. It's been Either a little way. while since we've had, uh, but it's in the course football glasses. Uh, and you can get like a bucket of beers to go with, or like a bucket of beers and a large pizza. And I think the bucket of beers is like 10 mm-hmm. for $26. Sold. And their pizzas are fucking phenomenal. That's a great deal. Uh, and then when you buy the beers, you get a ticket to go with it, and you put it into a drawing. There's never a ton of people there. Put it into a drawing, and they always raffle off a jersey every single week huh? for one of the two teams that are playing. But it's only on Thursday nights. That's a cool – that like that. that's a fun gimmick. I, I would be yeah. into that. It's, it's a good time. We <laughs> – we got into a couple there a couple times. Yeah, yeah uh, um, I'm definitely not driving that day. Yeah, no, I'll I'll bring you home. You can crash at my place, <laughs> but uh, dude, their their pizza is fucking phenomenal. Shout out to the back nine. If there are any listeners that live near New Britain, Connecticut, go check them out. Their pizzas are great. Right, we're gonna pull. Out, I mean, oh man, it's like I hate learning this news because there's only like four games left in the season. It's like I want to do that this year. Yeah, I know, but I'll remember next year and we'll do it. It'll <laughs> probably be easier for you because Charlotte will be a little older. Yeah, that's true. Um, but we'll definitely schedule that at some point because it's a good time, trust me. Um, so at this point, I asked Kendall. Yes. How was your Cosmo? Well, I tell you, um, so leading into this night, um, I'm sure I've had a Cosmo before, but I don't really remember. And... Uh, for as good as Litchfield is, um, uh, I can't blame them for this because I guess it just, I don't like the Cosmo. It just, it, it just tasted like vodka and it, it's a rule. Like I don't, That's really, all it is. I just don't, I don't drink really vodka at all. It's like, it was very reminiscent of any, you know, high school, college party where, you know, you're, you're still getting your feels for like, you know, drinking and so like, Oh, it's, this is vodka and juice. Um, so it it just was not for me, and in, in general, I've, I've I just drink a lot more brown liquor these days. Um, these days, you've done that since I've known you. <laughs> well, I'm just you know I just closing on ten years there, Kenny. I I uh I just drink a lot of brown liquor. I guess is what I'm saying. If, if it's not beer, it's brown liquor. So I I, I give that for for Litchfield. It, I'm sure it's of the highest quality, but for what this was, um, one out of five would not get again. Um, but the, se- right. the second thing I had uh, was this was just left in the fridge from somebody who came over. Uh, I had one of those uh, ready to drink Jose Cuervo uh, margaritas. Um, it was the watermelon margarita. Those are terrible. And it, I mean, the thing for me is like I do like margaritas, but I just like it for regular what they are. I don't. I don't need a flavored margarita. I would rather just have regular margarita, like bare bones ingredients. I don't need anything special. It was just, it was I very, mean, go ahead. Anything that you get, uh, that's like a mixed 
pre-mixed margarita, it's always going to be terrible. I don't know that. Uh, I don't know that there's a single pre-made that I can think of that has ever been good. I mean, so for like the the on the rock series, their RTD uh, margarita is pretty good, but it it is because there's no flares to it. It's pretty basic. Um, like this, they're not going for like a certain flavor or whatever. It's just literally like you restaurant. Need, you need five things in a margarita: tequila, Cointreau, lime juice, ice, kosher salt. That's it. That's all yeah. margarita should be. And you know the thing too. So I, every so often, like I'll make uh, margaritas, and actually, I I, I prefer like uh, mezcal for mine. I just like that that smokier. Yeah, component. a little bit smoky. Um, but in general, I, exactly what you're saying. I do very. I don't even like. I'll 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 mix it or whatever. But I, I just pour it over like one ice cube. Like I don't I don't need any. I I, I get some you know some salt on there. Um, yep. You know, mix it well enough, and just I don't, I don't need a. Uh, uh, it's I just, what, I margarita need... stuff makes it go down easy. I've graduated to just sipping straight tequila, and I'm a fucking madman for doing it. <laughs> no, I mean, used to. I mean, I remember, remember back in the day, like Paul used to drink a lot more tequila than he does now. I mean, I, I yeah, I haven't known him to drink tequila in a very long time. Um, but I, I, I love. Uh, Shannon's uh, my sister's boyfriend. He, he'll break out some tequila. I mean, I don't know how much of like an expert he is in it, but he always seems to like have tequila on hand. If that he's like one of those guys, um, yeah. And that, that's kind of like why I do like a decent amount of my tequila drinking, just because like he just like happens to have it. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's personally my favorite hard liquor. Um, it goes down smooth, especially if it's a better uh if it's a better product mm-hmm. um and i don't fucking get hangovers from it yeah i i love tequila that's i i gotta work that into the fold more i'm in such a scotch kick it's it's definitely worth uh working into the fold uh did you have a third thing uh, i did but i've been having this um for a while now real quick this jose cuervo watermelon margarita same deal one of the five would not get again and I've just been, and I'm kind of just working this down. Um, this Woodenville straight bourbon, I've been basically closing most shows with it, just because I have it on hand. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, very solid. It was it was a little expensive. Um, I, can't, I wish I could remember the price. I've, I've said it a million times, um, but it, it's worth it. If you're a bourbon drinker and um, I'm looking for something that's just just a different because it's like like all stuff like this, the scotches. The bourbons, the yeah, they're just the whiskeys of the world. It's it's super saturated with a lot of like gimmicky um, brands that kind of pop up and you know maybe they hang around for a while or whatever or gets bought up by something. So you, you, stuff gets lost in the mix. But this is this is worth the purchase. Uh, they're uh, out of, actually out of Washington State. Um, very cool, very classic looking bottle with the cork. Um, Square seven fifty, uh, ninety proof. Um, uh, it's neat. So it's, it's a good purchase. Uh, I I I'd, I'd give it a recommendation if you if you find it in, in the wild, Woodenville. Okay, I'll take a look. Um, I drink the same thing all night long, except I dipped in a second time. 
and then a third time. I'm not sure if you can pick up on when that was, but I'm pretty sure it was decently obvious. <laughs> Fell into the classic trap of, all right, I'm a little into this. I'm going to pour a little bit extra in my next one. And it's looking just like, all right, a third of the glass is fine for the yep. third one. <laughs> yep. Uh, if you should see me on Saturday nights. I mean, uh, I'm... I'm a three finger poor scotch, you know, all the time. Do that four or five times. It's the way to go, my friend. <laughs> it's the way to go. But like I said at the beginning, when you and I do shows together, they're a lot of fun. I enjoy our yeah, our me, uh our collaboration. Me too, Mass. And it's not just, you know, you know, the booze or whatever, you know, whatever. I I I really enjoy us and and thing is too oftentimes it's kind of unexpected, you know. We We've done this show for a long time now and like people know when we record and you know, things get busy. We can't always, you know, be around on a Monday night or whatever, but, uh, yep. you know, Hey, we, we make it work and, yeah. and with, and you know, with not a lot of prep, just kind of go in and riff. And then we end up going longer just cause we were talking yeah. than we do when we have five of us here, yep. but it's always a good time. Just you and me can. Absolutely. Secret hangout. Secret hangout. <laughs> All right, uh, Ken, it's at this point I ask you, where can they find us? Well, uh, you can find us at Getting Sports with a Drunk, Twitter and Instagram, GSWD underscore four. Be sure to use the GSWD hashtag for all your daily uses, whether it's doing a best of jerseys for the NFL or discussing the ingredients that go into a margarita. <laughs> um, like, subscribe, follow, uh, you name it. And the, the thing is, the best part of it all is that we are everywhere. You Literally listen, everywhere. You listen to a radio show, podcast. We cover all the bases. Google Play, iHeart, you know. You look for us, you're going to find we're, us. We're Maybe even, even if you don't, we're there. We're even on YouTube. You could see our seven listens on all our all our shows. We're there. They're all me. Yeah. <laughs> but we are there. Yes. We're everywhere. Um. So we're coming up kind of in the, the, the tail portion of our year. Um, so n- next week, uh, I'm hoping, I don't know if we can pull it off. Everyone's busy. It's holiday season and whatnot. I'd love to do an in-person show to kind of close the year. Um, I'd be down. We'll see. I mean, I'm asking, I, I mean, even if it's just a few of us, I would appreciate if we could somehow do that. Because the following week is uh, Christmas Day and we're not going to do a show. Um the the Monday after that is actually New Year's Day, which we we could potentially do a show. That, I mean, I, not that I'm not doing anything New Year's Day, but I don't know if, if people just don't want time to kind of just chill and kind of you know relax. So there's a potential we may be off two weeks in a row. I don't know that yep. for sure. Uh, so that's why I'd love to do it in person if we can. I I, I got to pitch it to the group chat and see if others are around. But massive, even if, if you can come down, that'd be awesome. I'll be down. All right, I'll bring stuff. We'll hang out. I mean, like we, we um, kind of missed out on a lot of big stuff. We didn't we didn't do an Oktoberfest this year. We didn't do a Thanksgiving yeah. show this year. So I, if we could, I'd love to do kind of like a big bang to close out 2023. Uh, Maybe I'll see if I can find one of the Hogar and fucking... I'm actually very impressed with this Giants quarterback because that was a very pretty touchdown. Um, I, I think I'll try and find a Hogar and uh, Keg and see if we can just do like a <laughs> December... Uh, October best, but hopefully next week, um, if I can remind Paul and he's able to make it, we can do the GSWD awards like we do every year. Yes. Um, 
But either way, I think it'll be me and, at least me and Kenny in the studio next week. You, you. And yeah. Well, very cool. Well, Mass, awesome show as always. Absolutely. And uh, until next time, I'm uh, the Red of Red Baron. And I'm the Mass Chris Massey. Meow. Meow.